1: Hey, if you didn't know, I, Zach Garza, have teamed up with the Mentoring Alliance. It's our vision to mobilize godly people into the lives of kids and family to do two things, provide tangible help and eternal hope. Currently we are in East Texas and Central Texas, but we want to grow. We have full-time jobs available. So if you're looking for a job in the mentoring field, please reach out to us. We also have part-time staff jobs available. If you're a college student or know of any college students who are looking for summertime jobs, we're doing these summer camps down in East Texas they're amazing. Come on down to Tyler, spend a summer with us, help kids get to know our organization, find some friends. It's a great thing. So full-time jobs for anyone, part-time jobs, specifically kind of for college students, but go to our website, thementoringalliance.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner, click that working with you tab and all the information that you need is there. Feel free to reach out to me or go to our website, social media, all that good stuff to learn more about the Mentoring Alliance. Thank you very much. You can mentor mentors and mentoring leaders. Zach Garza here with the You Can Mentor podcast. I got three things that I would like to ask of you today. Number one, if you are a mentoring organization and you would like to be on our podcast or learn more about the best practices of mentoring, please reach out to us, www.youcanmentor.com. You can send us an email, Zach, Z-A-C-H at youcanmentor.com or Steven, that's with a P-H at youcanmentor.com. You can also find us on social media. Give us that dm and we'll get back to you we just want to get to know you and we want to learn more about what you're doing in your communities to advance mentoring and we believe that interaction leads to innovation so let's work together and advance the kingdom through mentoring number two if you know of someone who would benefit from the you can mentor podcast please share our podcast share our information with them that would be super helpful and then lastly if you could rate our podcast on apple Podcasts, give us that five star it will help spread the word about mentoring and the You Can Mentor podcast because we really do want every mentoring org in America who is trying to make disciples through mentoring to know about us. We want to get to know about them so we can learn from them and work together to help kids reach their full potential. So that's what I got. Please do those things. Reach out to us, share, and rate. Appreciate you. You can mentor.
0: Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Stephen Murray. I'm sitting here with the one, the only. Actually, there's two of them because he named his son after him, Zachary Garza. How the heck are you?
1: Well, I, I I think I'm doing good. I'm a little bit thrown off by that intro because I was getting real pumped up about the, me being the one and only. But then you made a great point. And now I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> kind of dejected. Maybe you know, maybe hey, maybe a you sad, should be proud. But
0: you should be proud. You went for it. You put your name on that. Uh, yes, yes, I did.
1: Is this how we? Is this how we really want to
0: start our podcast? I don't. I don't know. Are you getting offended? <laughs>
1: What a great lead-in. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, mentors and mentoring organizations of all ages, but hopefully you're old enough to understand what it is that we're about to say. We're going to talk today about taking offense on the You Can Mentor podcast and why that is just straight up not a good idea. So, Stephen, why are we talking about this?
0: And this this isn't like sports offense. It's offense. It's it's like someone upsets you. They do something that goes you the wrong way. Is that, is that a right? Is that a good word? I,
1: it's something
0: that I probably shouldn't use a more complicated word to describe another word. Something
1: that makes you upset.
0: Something yeah. that
1: makes you angry. Then,
0: well, not only upset, but it, like it stays with you. Like you're continually upset. <laughs> like I, I feel like anytime you're offended, it's like you don't transition from it unless, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk more about it, but I, I think it's, it stays with you offense offense is a powerful thing it's
1: sticky kind of like peanut butter right
0: there you go that's a good way to describe <laughs> okay
1: it. so today we're talking about taking offense and mentoring and honestly why steven and i kind of believe that this is one of the main tactics that the enemy can use to really get you off track with your mentee this also applies in things like friendship and marriage and things like that but today we're focusing in on mentors and mentee relationships because this is the you can mentor podcast so according to my app on my phone Offense is a violation or breaking of a social or moral rule. It's transgression. It's sin. The feeling of resentful displeasure caused. Ooh, that's a that's a knockout punch right there. But Stephen and I were we actually took this last week and spent it in Nashville, Tennessee, going we to a little men's conference that talked about just how to how to how to be a man of God and how to make make disciples and things like that. And I feel like this is a topic that Stephen and I both were just like, ooh, like yes, like this is. This is a big deal, and so we decided that we would share that with y'all today on the pod. So, so I think I I think I just kind of want to start out by by confessing honestly just my own history of being offended when spending time with my mentee, and just how I I don't know if I've met mentor who has not had frustration or anger or offense towards their mentee for one you know for one reason or another, and so Stephen just like. Tell me about your take on this. Has being offended or being hurt, being frustrated ever happened to you before? I,
0: I feel like I've always taken pride in being able to take hits, but there there was a season. I don't I, I think I may have shared this with you, but I I was literally praying, Lord, I want to be unoffendable and I want to be difficult to in- difficult to discourage and unoffendable. And so I was praying that because I had just listened to a Greg Laurie podcast where he said that the measure of a man is how easily he'll become discouraged. And I mean, obviously getting offended will just naturally discourage you and bring you down. The day after I started praying that, I had a guy who I was pouring my life into. Uh, he, He brought three guys into my house who ended up stealing a a security box from me that had about fifteen hundred dollars in it and it had an old driver's license of mine they rented a u-haul truck under my name and wrecked it and so the next week in denton texas there was a warrant out for my arrest for stealing a u-haul truck and wrecking it and i was like this is the week after i started praying lord may i be a man not easily discouraged and unoffendable and i think the lord was like okay we're gonna see it was like my job experience i was like Lord, except I asked for it. Like Job didn't ask for any of that stuff. And that, I mean, <laughs> super offended, definitely like destroyed my relationship with that guy. And, but I, I, I just, that story just kind of stands out to me. I was like, the Lord wants to test us to see, okay, like, can you be a man not easily discouraged and unoffendable? And I definitely failed that test again and again and again.
1: I've never heard that story. That is, that's gold in a terrible way. I'm sorry, buddy. It's all good. Well, I know for me, just as a mentor, I mean, I'm just going to be super honest with all of you people who are tuning into our podcast, all seven of y'all. It's not like I'm ever going to meet y'all anyways, but I, you know, in my flesh, I really want to be a good mentor. And yes, why I mentor kids, why I make disciples is, you know, 90, 97% godly. Okay, Lord, you've called us to this. I want to do this. But there's still this like 3% where I'm just like, yeah, but they're really lucky to have me as a mentor and I'm going to change this kid's life. And man, just wait till I get a hold of them. And if you've ever spent time working with uh, youth, you know that sometimes the things that you want to happen don't necessarily happen. And so, and just with people period, it's, it's hard to change people. It's hard to fix people. In fact, (laughs) I would say it's almost impossible. And so I would say it is impossible, but these are times whenever I've been offended, is whenever i spend time with a mentee i invest time i invest energy i invest myself into them and they make me look bad mm. so, so i just want to confess that that whether it's i take them someplace and i ask them to introduce themselves or ask them you know to to not not share what's going on in their life or just anything like that whenever i ask them to do something and they kind of do the opposite that makes me look bad and that makes me feel offended whenever they don't succeed. So I'm like, okay, here's how you make good grades. Here's how you get a job. Here's how you do this, this, this. And they kind of don't take your advice or they do the opposite. You know, that makes me feel offended. Oh my gosh, I I spent all this time creating this step one, step two, step three for you, and you just didn't even look at it. Or you didn't even take my advice or I told you what to do to have success and you just did the opposite. I don't understand why you would do that whenever they miss an appointment with me. So, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be at your house at 9 a.m. We're going to go grab breakfast. And I show up and he's not there. And I'm just like, Hey, uh-huh. like, didn't we, didn't we say that we were going to do this? Like, do you not know how important I am <laughs> that I have a calendar filled with a couple <laughs> things to do each day? Like just, so much offense can take place because I don't feel respected. I don't feel like they honored my time. And so just like those are pretty much the bottom line in regards to me being offended. It comes down to this. What I'm saying is you need to be perfect and you need to do exactly what I say or else I won't love you or else I won't be there for you or else I'm going to get angry with you because you're not perfect and that kind of sounds to me like the opposite of unconditional love. That sounds to me like mm. like i like my reputation and my identity is based on how someone else performs. Hey, if you perform well, if you do what i say, then i'll be happy. If you don't do what i say, then i'll be mad. And i think in a mentor mentee relationship, if that is how you're approaching it, you're just going to kind of be setting yourself up for for up for hard, up for failure. So what do you think about that murdoch
0: yeah i mean it, it reminds me of the podcast we did it was like all frustration comes from unmet expectations mm-hmm. and and so if you if you come in with the expectation that okay because i'm here because i'm an awesome mentor you will be awesome you will be successful you will show up and everything i teach you you will abide by it's like nobody nobody's done that ever before in the history of the earth except for jesus and so he, he's the only one that did exactly what his father said. He's the only one that lived a sinful life. He's the only one that showed up every time. He's the only one that obeyed. And that expectation that we put over our mentees not only sets us up for failure, but it sets them up to be crushed by our expectation. Yeah.
1: And so I, I kind of want to take a step back and just kind of ask the question, why Why are we so easily offended? Like. I want to figure out what the root cause is of that. And so we can kind of go, go down deep and figure out how to fix this thing. So I think for me, as I was thinking about this topic, I think it comes down to fear. I think my heart and spending time with a mentee is good. I want to see this child succeed. I want to see them know Jesus Christ. I want to um, see them reach their full potential. And I'm so fearful that that's not going to happen. I'm so fearful of what happens if that doesn't happen. Oh, if they don't make good grades and then they're going to end up not having a job and they're going to end up in poverty, then they might end up and in, in, you can just chase that a long mm-hmm. time. And so why, why am I so easily offended? And the weird thing is my heart is good. It just comes out in this nasty way. It just comes out fear-based of really just expecting a ton, and then when the first sign of that not happening happens, then I freak out. And so kind of my, my timeline on this is kind of, I guess timeline's not the right word, but this is my thought process. My mentee does something that I don't like, and I get offended, okay? So they don't show up, and so I get offended, and I'm like, how, how dare they not show up? They, they're they wasting my time, and that leads to bitterness. Like. I, I do so much for them and they can't even show me, you know, the gratitude that I deserve by showing up. And in a weird way, that's kind of a sign of me feeling entitled. Like I deserve for this mentee to do what I say, I deserve for them to show up. I deserve for them to respect me. This might lead to unforgiveness, right? If this happens over and over and over, which it's going to happen over and over and over in a relationship with anyone. but. Especially a kid who is a teenager who has experienced hardships in their life, who might not even know what it means to show respect or to be on time or things like that, then this might lead to unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, you talked about this earlier, but I just don't know if there's anything worse than living a life of unforgiveness. Because whenever unforgiveness comes, soon after there's division and there is and there is a break in relationship. The Bible talks a lot about unforgiveness, which we will talk about soon. But what do you think about all that?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that the threshold of like what you can put up with is always interesting. Like everyone everyone can forgive their mentee when they don't show up the first time. It's like, oh, okay, like you're a kid. Like I'm, I'm not gonna make a big deal about this. The second time it happens, you're like, oh, okay, now I need to come up with like some, teaching or we're going to come up with a lesson about how to address this issue. The third time it happens, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And, and it's like, it's so quick to just like jumping off the cliff being like, I am done with this. Like, and I, I think that's just so interesting in, in us. We all have that place where we get to where it's like, if you go past here, there's no coming back. Like you've, you've changed in my mind. You've lost my respect because you didn't give it to me. And and I think that also highlights that we have a tendency to bring needs, our own needs, into a mentoring relationship when really like a, a youth mentor should be coming in, understanding that their job is to meet their mentees' needs, not have their own needs met. I mean, we all love hearing a kid say thank you for in your life. We all, we all need those kind of encouragements that usually won't come from the child, which is why, I mean, we just encourage people to join a mentoring organization where you have someone supporting you and really objectively telling you that you're doing a good job, that you are showing up, that you are building them up. That, but when when you reach that threshold of no return, it's like we kind of act like God. It's like the unforgivable sin. It's like you've cursed the Holy Spirit or, or whatever. And it's like the kid just didn't show up three times. Like it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but we've made it into a big deal because we, we, we told them a lesson about it and we already forgave them once. Like you expect me to just keep forgiving you for the same thing.
1: Well, and there's a couple of things there. One, very rarely do we communicate that line, you know, cause for you, it might be, if they don't show up three times for me, it might be five times, but we don't know that first off. And then we don't communicate that (laughs) because it's just not something that we think of. But I think something else that you said, Stephen, is just, I think that one of the main things here is the Lord forgives us all day, every day. And that is the posture that we should take with our mentee. And so often it's not about showing up on time. It's about we feel disrespected. We feel like they don't. Uh, care about us or like, they're not thankful for us. And so the need behind the deed is so often something that is a big deal, like not showing up. It, it's not that big a deal, but feeling disrespected. That's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So I'm going to read what the Bible says about offense. And so just to kind of give us some more uh, meat on the bone, but Proverbs 19:11 says, a good sense makes one slow to anger. And it is his glory to overlook offense. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 18, 19 says, a man offended is more unyielding than a strong city. Mm. And then what about bitterness? Talk talk about what you've been, what you've been chewing on in regards to the bitterness. Well, I was just going to say, my,
0: yeah, I was going to say an image in my head popped up of like Jesus sitting at, I don't know, corner bakery waiting for his mentee to show up like in what is what is his disposition? Like, does he look at his watch? And he's like, just you know, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes late. And that scripture where he's like, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone would let me in, I would come in and dine with them. And it's like, do we have this image of Jesus as he's knocking, like becoming more and more impatient? And he's like, let me in and getting angry. Or is he just kindly patiently waiting to be invited in and and I like I, I think that's the that's the heart of a mentor is like let us not grow bitter when things don't go the way that we want them to go and the invitation isn't accepted and the door isn't opened and they don't show up we keep showing up not with bitterness growing up in our our hearts of like well you know what i've i've shown up where have you been it's like we, we wait patiently. And I mean, anytime someone opens that door for Jesus, there's not a angry, upset disposition on his face. He rejoices that he has the opportunity to come in and dine with them. And, 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 and in a very real way, the, the place that we're mentoring here in Dallas is very transitory. And so you don't know if a kid's going to be here for a year or a couple of weeks, and so very, in a very real way any opportunity you have to get with a kid you should rejoice that you get the opportunity to pour in not not just get frustrated about the times that it didn't work out but rejoice over the times that you do get to to pour in and invest and and I think that'll transition us from this bitterness about what's not and and gratitude for what is gratitude for for the opportunities that we get
1: Man Steven that's that's such a good word. I had lunch with a guy this week and I've been trying to get lunch with him for a long time. And he's a, he's a big deal here in my uh, city of Waco. And we were supposed to have lunch at 1130 and he didn't show up till like 1150. And do you know how I responded whenever he showed up? Oh man, not a big deal at all. Don't worry about it. Totally understand. <laughs> totally get it. You're a busy man. You know, I'm, I'm just happy to get some time with you. And I wasn't the least bit offended. But if a kid showed up 20 minutes late, Mm. I would have had the exact opposite. How dare you? Don't you know who I am? You're wasting my time. I have things to do. I have a family that I, I could have been spending this. And I just think that that's so interesting that, I mean, I think the Bible is pretty clear about how we should treat everyone the same and we shouldn't treat someone who, you know, society deems more important or than a kid. And I think that that's convicting. So I think about the fruit of the Holy spirit. And I think about the Lord sitting there at that table. I don't think he'd be at corner bakery. Cause let's be honest, corner Bakery's not that good, but <laughs> probably be it. Well, he would be a Chick-fil-A because the Lord. He was
0: there to redeem it. He was there to redeem it. Though. They've
1: got some cinnamon rolls there. He
0: hung good. out with tax collectors. Come on.
1: <laughs> and then Jesus took his corner booth at Corner Bakery and said, I'll have a Southwest scramble. All right. So <laughs> the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, hmm. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If I can have so much love for this mentee that when he shows up, I have joy. And I'm not in a state of uh, anger, but instead I have peace because I've patiently been waiting to spend time with this beloved child of God. And I show kindness and I'm generous with my time and with my energy and with my advice and my wisdom. I'm faithful to continue showing up and forgiving time after time after time. And whenever I do have to have hard conversations, I am gentle. I'm not stern because I'm walking in self-control yeah. and I'm saying, Lord, Guide this conversation. Lord, have your way. God, give me eyes to see this child, how you see them. And I I think of Ephesians 4, 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity. How important is unity mm-hmm. in a mentor mentee relationship of the spirit in the bond of peace? If if someone sins against you, forgive them seven times, seven times seventy, right? Like just over and over and over. I think that that's a big deal. That's a good word, Stephen.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like, will a mentee want to show up if they feel like they're a disappointment to you? If, if what you communicate verbally and non-verbally is that you're disappointed or you're not proud of them or everything they hear is a correction. Mm. It's kind of like you can, you can actually encourage the thing that is offending you and continue. That's gets a vicious cycle and i i mean i think always, always choosing to operate in the opposite spirit of of those things of like what is the how the world would respond to this is i'm done with you you've shown me no respect i'm going to show you no respect but an opposite spirit is i'm going to wash your feet i'm going to buy you lunch and like i want to be with you and i i just think that Jesus is always going to be the perfect example of that. I had in my head, like, I feel like it was Martin Luther King. He was talking about the Good Samaritan at one point and how the Good Samaritan was tenderhearted. Like he saw his brother in difficulty and went out of his way when no one else would and provided for him. And so he he made this point of like the Good Samaritan wasn't just tenderhearted. But he was also, I think the word he uses is like tough-minded, was that he was tough-minded enough to have enough economic security to actually provide for this guy who was down in the dumps, attacked by thieves. He was tough-minded enough to, to do the hard thing and to engage, and he was tender-hearted enough to, to bind up his wounds. And, um, and, and, and I, that just stuck with me. It's like, how do we have the mental resolve and the tender heart to mentor and cuz i think it does take both of those and the the mental side i think uh, will affect the heart and the heart will affect your your thoughts as well and th- those two things are really important
1: and i think a great story in the bible that that paints this picture super well is the story of the prodigal son i mean mm. you've got you've got this kid who took his inheritance and went and messed it all up and made terrible decisions and things like that And then finally he comes to his senses and he comes back and he's so filled with, you know, remorse. And I mean, he, he didn't do the right thing. He didn't follow advice. He did everything that his father told him not to do and he shows up and what does his father do? Right. I know if my kid did that, I would be beyond offended. I would be walking in bitterness and unforgiveness and so much anger, you know, while he was gone, I'm sure that I would have had a ton of fear. And when he returned, I would have been so critical. How come you did this? How come you did that? Where's my money? How come you made this? I don't understand why, but that's not how the father responds. Instead, the father, you know, is waiting for him. He runs out Mm -hmm. to meet him and he doesn't even say a word about where he was or what he was doing. He's just happy to be with him. He embraces him and he kisses him and he gives him everything that he has. And then he celebrates. Mm -hmm. And in that story, it's almost like he's saying, like, you are more important in me spending time with you and you as a human being. I care so much more about that than any of the decisions that you made. Yeah, we can talk about that. And we can, you know, as your father, as your mentor, I can try to teach you some things about what you just experienced. But we can do that later. For today, we're just going to celebrate you. And I think this spirit of offense, really, it looks a lot like the spirit of being super critical. And I know I can be that. I can be pretty critical. Stephen, you worked for me for three years. (laughs) I can be really critical in the name of excellence or in the name of let's make progress or in the name of let's achieve a goal. Let's get you to college. Let's help you reach your full potential. Let's help you get a job. I can be pretty critical. And I can focus more on the project or the progress than the person. Mm. And our job is not to fix someone. Our job is to love and guide and shepherd. And then it's our job to have the faith that, yeah, there's some things that need work. Yeah, there's some things that this mentee can improve on, but I'm going to trust that the Lord's going to open up that door in his perfect timing. And I'm going to have faith that he will do that in the right season. And, And and Please don't hear us say that we are not saying like you shouldn't rebuke your mentee. You shouldn't guide them and teach them and have hard conversations. We're definitely not saying that. There's a time for that. But if that's all you're doing and if you're doing that while you're being offended or while you have unforgiveness or while you're bitter, it's just probably not going to go well. And so yeah. so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think if if that is your operating system, it is going to lead to you valuing progress and over, over the person. And it's like, it's a different value system. The father of the prodigal son, he loves the son, not what he's done. He, he just loves his son. And if we can figure that out, because I think we all personally deal with that. We are made up of the things we've done and not done, the things we have and don't have, the things we like and don't like, but we're so much more than that. And in the same in the same light, we can reinforce that same struggle in the people that we're pouring into if we don't value the truest thing about them is that they were made in the image of God, and they they were made to reflect Him. They were made to to love Him. They were made um, for relationship. And if if we don't show through our words and actions that that is the not just the truest thing about them but the most important thing we see. We we're, we're going to lead them to to maybe misidentify themselves in the future and identify more with their accomplishments than actually just who God's made them to be. And that that is an interesting deal cuz then you get into how you as a mentor, how your identity is being reflected in the way that you're approaching your your mentee and that's that's kind of scary. It's like if I put forward a vision of I'm uh hard-hearted, critical and always want more than you can give, how many people in their life are they going to mentor that are going to have that same spirit? Mm-hmm. And that that kind of frightens me a little bit. But like uh, Ephesians 4:32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. It's like if, if we can get our identity from Jesus, that he's forgiven us, therefore we forgive. Like that, that's everything for us. Like.
1: Well, the verse before that, Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and, cl- and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. Are we as mentors giving grace? that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled. So I think there's an opportunity here for us as mentors to really take a look at our heart and say, Lord Jesus, is there any area in my relationship with my mentee that I have unforgiveness, that I have bitterness, that I am being critical, that I'm expecting more than they can give, that I'm always focused on what they didn't do instead of what they did do. Are my expectations causing so much weight that it's crushing my mentee i think there's an opportunity for us to ask ourselves that on a fairly consistent basis because the truth of the matter is if we have unforgiveness if we have bitterness towards our mentee it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work like you won't be in a relationship with that kid for all for a long time so the same thing in your marriage it's the same thing with your friendships yeah as a believer one of our main calls is to forgive and to give grace And to be humble, it says, yeah, I think it's Matthew. I don't know what it is. It's the, it's the parable of the unmerciful servant (laughs) Mm. where the master forgives him, but he doesn't forgive those who owe him money. And it says that they're going to turn him over to the tormentor because he has so much uh, bitterness and so much unforgiveness in his heart. But this has been an issue for me just, you know, in the name of excellence. And honestly, it is very fear-based, you know, because I'm so scared of failing, or if things not turning out how I want them to, then I'm critical, and then I take offense when it doesn't happen. This has been a big story for me, probably because of my past growing up without without a dad around. But there's this book that one of one of my board members gave me one time called Unaffendable. I'm like, huh? How come my board member gave me a book called Unaffendable? Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, buddy. I get the hand. but it's a great book. It's by, I think this guy's name's Hanson is his, is his last name, but it just, it just really put some things into perspective for me. But it says this towards the end. It says, so let's review. Choosing to be unoffendable means choosing to be humble. Not only that, the practice teaches humility. Once you've decided you can't control other people, once you've reconciled yourself to the fact that the world and its people are broken once you've realized your own moral failure, failure before God, once you've abandoned the idea that your significance comes from anything other than God, you're growing in humility. And that's exactly where God wants us all to be. It's contrary to seemingly everything in our culture, but the more we divest ourselves of ourselves, the better our lives get. Jesus told us as much. He said, if we give up our lives for his sake, we'd find real life. When we surrender our perceived rights, When we let go of our attempts to manipulate, we find joy. Mm. And Lord, just pray that you help me not try to control my mentee, that you help me not walk out in fear. Instead, you give me a heart of celebration, a heart of thanksgiving. You know, It is our job as mentors to just like how Jesus sees us, just like how the father took in the prodigal son. Whenever we see our mentee, whenever we're in their presence, we are thankful. And we are thankful and we are giving grace and we're celebrating them and we're making them feel important and full of value and full of worth. Why? Because that's what Jesus has done with us and we can't give what we don't have. So our job as mentors, let's be thankful. Let's enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Let's focus on the good because in his presence is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on! I just think that we'll go a thousand times further if we'll pick up our mentee when they fall down instead of kind of pointing the finger while they're on the ground, telling them why they fell. I think we'll go further if we focus on the good instead of the bad. If we trust God with the things that need addressing, dear God, would you give me an opportunity to, to speak to the things that are causing my mentee harm instead of trying to fix it through my own power? And man this is where i need so much help i feel like i'm so stern and i'm so serious with my mentee and it it causes me to to not smile and laugh and man Mm -hmm. i know that does my mentee feel like i'm happy to be with them you know that's a great question that's a great question that i have to ask myself does you know in this does my wife do my friends do my children but like I want, when people come into my presence, I want them to feel valued, to feel like I care about them, to feel like they're the most important person in the world. And if you can do that with your mentee, I I, I just can't help but, but think that they're going to feel encouraged. To encourage is to open up someone's chest and insert courage. And they're going to see themselves as full of worth and see themselves as full of value. And then they're going to go have purpose and they're going to go have a strong identity and they're going to just get one step closer to becoming all that the Lord has for them. Mm-hmm. So man, I just kind of went off there. Sorry, Stephen.
0: Come on, but it's good. Well, and I, I I like what you said. You'll go a thousand times further being grateful uh, rather than getting offended, and and that is a choice. Yes, getting offended and being grateful; those are both choices. And so, getting offended will get you nowhere. Gratitude will take you far, and I I mean, I just think that's really powerful. Seriousness is not a fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm. Those will get you far. And I, I mean, that—that that is really powerful. So it's your choice, mentor. Will, will you choose to get offended or you choose to be grateful?
1: And here's how I'll end. We can't fix people. We can't change people. We can guide, we can shepherd, we can love, we can do all of those things. But I'll tell you what we can do and what I need to do more of What I want to do more of is pray. You know, I might not be able to change the fact that my mentee doesn't take school seriously or that he tries to find, tries to get his needs met through girls or through drugs or or sports, but I can pray for the Lord to change his heart. I can pray for the Lord to encounter him in a new way. I can pray for the Lord to change the desires of his heart. And prayer works. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And man, I wish I spent as much time praying as I did trying to fix people. And so that's it. Stephen. I think what you said is great. Choose Thanksgiving, choose celebration, choose gentleness and joy, and trust that the Lord's gonna deal with all the other stuff. And he's gonna open up doors in his timing for you to address that in a kind way. When your heart is soft, when your heart is tender, when your heart is pure, and we can only do these things by us first being in relationship with Jesus and having him give us all these things, the fruit of the yeah. Holy Spirit. So. Amen. All right. Well, I hope that this episode helped you become a mentor that looks a little bit more like Jesus today. If you liked what you heard, share it. We haven't been real good about social media and Honestly, Stephen and I are both just kind of swamped, so we might not release an episode every week, but just know that we're still doing it. But we love you, and we really do believe that every kid in America, in the world, deserves a mentor who um, supports them and loves them, and who's encouraging them to become all that the Lord has for them, and more than anything, to make disciples. We truly want to see a discipleship movement through mentoring, the church getting to know the kids in their neighborhood. And so we're thankful for you. You can mentor Murdoch, anything else?
0: Yes. Grateful for you listeners and and know that we're in this together. Let's choose gratitude. You can mentor.